This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. Welcome to Victory Life Today. I'm Al Burke. And today I have a friend of the ministry, a friend of ours. We love him so. We're having him on the show today. He's got some great stuff to share. It's Alex Serrano. Well, welcome to the show and thanks for coming. No, thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. I enjoy our friendship and I enjoy our Lord. Yeah, amen. God is good. Amen. 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 So uh, I brought him in here today. He's got some things he wants to share. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you have a website? Do you have anything that you can give to the people? Absolutely. We uh, started a ministry called Karis New Life Ministries. And our website is karisnewlifeministries.org. And if you want to get a hold of me, you could send me emails at alex at karisnewlife.org. Oh, okay. And that, where is that? That is in Texas. Okay. They tell me Texas is its own little country over there. It is. It is. It is. Absolutely. I I notice the people from Texas just love Texas. I notice that. They just love Texas. And I'm like, well, why is this so great? You know, they go, oh, you got to go there. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, so what do you got for us today? I know you always said God's always got you right in the thick of what he's doing and and share with us today. Usually, uh, Alex talks a lot about healing, and he's been praying for me for healing, and we've been believing God. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, you know, he's just such a good God, and a lot of people that don't get healed, Alex, because they don't feel worthy. Okay. I'm not worthy to be healed. I brought this upon myself. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of time, the sickness that they feel in their bodies has more to do with the fact that they don't know that if... God has called them righteous or worthy, then they're worthy also to be healed. Amen. We're big on that here, that we talk grace. You know, God's not mad at you. You were made righteous. You don't necessarily live righteous, but you were made righteous. So you have a right for healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. A good friend of mine says, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that a lot. And so it's it's just so awesome. So I really want to talk a little bit about righteousness. Okay. What is righteousness? How do we attain righteousness? Mm-hmm. And why do we need righteousness? You know, when I first was studying on righteousness, I went to the Webster's Dictionary. And one of the best dictionaries I like is the one from 1828. <laughs> and I started reading the different reasons uh, or the different definitions they had for, for righteousness. And none of them... We're right. <laughs> I'm going back in 1828. They couldn't get it right. They talk about righteousness. The first uh, definition was having a pure heart. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the result of righteousness, but that's not what righteousness is. The next thing they talk about, it, it applies to God's perfection. Well, it's true. We serve a righteous God, but how does that righteousness affect us? The next part I thought was kind of interesting. It says, Active and passive obedience of Christ. Well, again, that's a result of righteousness, but that's not righteousness. You know, coming back from that generation back then, everything was about the holiness, and you better watch out, buddy, or God's going to whop you upside the head. 
And that was the thinking when you read through the way they taught things today. But fortunately, today, towards now, we're getting toward the end. People are beginning to understand grace. They're beginning to understand, especially young people. Yes. They really got a revelation on grace. They absolutely do. And, you know, we get God's grace because he makes us righteous. So what is righteousness? Righteousness is a gift that God has given to us. Amen. That's awesome. Isn't that powerful? And why did we need to be made righteous? Well, because our great-great-grandpa and grandma, Adam and Eve, ended up sinning against God, and they lost their right standing with God. Right. And so Christ had to come to restore that. You know, the first time that you hear the word righteousness in the word of God is in Genesis 15, 6. And this is a word that begins to really move in a very powerful way because there was a guy born, his name was Abraham. Uh huh. His, his name before it became Abraham was Abram. And, right. and the thing about Abraham was that um, it was the first time that we see someone act out of righteousness. And so here's what it says in the word of God, Genesis 15, five through six, it says, then he brought him out and said, look now towards heaven and count the stars if you're able. So the first thing that God wants to do in righteousness is multiply you. And how does he do do that? And here's what it says. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be just like the stars that are there. And he says, And he, Abraham, believed the Lord, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. The way that you flow in this gift of righteousness is just by believing God that he has made you right. And everything that God says is the final word. Mm -hmm. God said it, I believe it. In you believing what God says, you actually operate out of righteousness. Wow, just simply believe. Just simply believe. Absolutely. And then you begin to experience God's righteousness. I love that. For me, righteousness is being right with God and having the rights of God. And that, for me, defines righteousness. That's what I've learned, I've believed, and I've experienced. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I I think about Abraham and God's going, go look at the stars. Can you count them? You know, did you ever look up there? It's like, what, are you kidding me, right? Yeah. And and he, he said, so shall your descendants be. Yes. How many times has God said something to us? Like, you're already healed. And we go, yeah, 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 no. Like, I mean, like, I could see him looking at the stars. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, right. Not believing anything. But that's why God used him. Yes. He didn't necessarily use him because he was the smartest or anything else in the land, he believed. He did. He believed that if God said something, that was it. That was the final word. His circumstance didn't shape his relationship with God. His relationship with God shaped the circumstance. Oh, wow. That's great. That's really good. It's so, so powerful, the the things that he had done. It's so backwards from what we've believed all these years. you got to live holy, 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 and then God will say, okay. It's the other way. we got to believe God, and then... It's okay, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Righteousness gives you a perspective about God that allows you then to believe in God in a way that everything around you is affected by what you believe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I love is I started to really study righteousness. Here's what it says. 
One of the things that I love about... <laughs> I saw him stop, I just, and I said, I got it. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah, you're good, so you're good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, I'm sorry. Oh, that was priceless. Okay. So one of the things that I believe about God is that righteousness cannot be earned, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can earn righteousness, then I can have more than you have. Oh, or then wow, you man. would be wanting, I'd be Your wanting jealousy, if you had more than I had. Jealousy, pride. pride, envy. None of those are fruits of the Spirit. We're saved by grace. We're saved by grace. So this righteousness, it turns out that it's a gift. And that's what we learn from Romans chapter 4, verse 3 through 7. And um, here the scripture says that, that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. See, if you had to work for righteousness, God would owe you righteousness. Right. He would owe you something for the degree of righteousness you did. That's absolutely right. But that's not how righteousness comes. It comes by what you believe that Christ has already done for you. And because it comes that way, now righteousness is equal for everyone who wants it. What we have to do is believe. And once you believe it, you receive it. Once you receive it, then you can operate in what you've received through your faith of believing God. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, we here at uh, Victory Life, we try to get the believer to understand you were made righteous. We're big on grace. We try to get people out of the law where they got to be holy, 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 or God's going to throw them out or something. Maybe that's that old time religion had a lot of that in it. And we're trying to show you that it's by grace. You got to believe God loves you. You got to believe you're forgiven if you receive Christ. If you say, okay, Lord, I want you. It's not your works and no. it's not your ability or lack of. It's what you believe you receive. Absolutely. And if you believe you're you're made righteous by what Jesus did, you're made righteous. How hard is this? It's really not that tough. But, you know, you you will act out of what you believe. Yep. And so once you believe that you're the righteousness of God, you begin to walk in what you believe. And you've got to understand something. That righteousness was purchased for you. Right. And once it was purchased for you and you receive it, then you're able to experience it. It's and like, it's just a, just such an awesome thing. It's the free gift thing. It is. It is a free gift. And what's powerful about this gift is that you obtain it by believing it. Mm-hmm. That gives That's it all it. the power. No, free, it. It, it really, there is nothing, nothing more to that. You believe it, you receive it, and then you operate out of it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So... I want to talk now a little bit about Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Okay. It says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one man, how much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. There it is. It's God's grace towards us. It's the gift of righteousness will reign in this life together with him forever. So we get the opportunity to reign. See, righteousness gives you a place of reigning. 
You get to reign. You get to be like God on this earth. You get to show other people the love of God. Mm -hmm. You get to live a life that's been made right with God and has the rights of God. You know, my kids, when they're at home, nobody's got to tell them that they could go into the refrigerator and get whatever they need to get. They know they have that right. They know they have because they are your child. Absolutely. And they know they can get whatever's in the fridge anytime. Absolutely. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned and they took away that right standing with God, when Christ came, he's called the last Adam in the word, restored those rights back to us. The beauty now is that we can't lose those rights once we go through the adoption process of receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Why? Because it was no longer based on our behavior. It was it was based on the behavior of Christ on the cross. You know, I was laughing because on that scripture, it, it, it talks about, hey, look, Adam screwed this up. And that's why you are the way you are. But the second Adam, Jesus, he fixed it. Why are you over here with Adam? And you're identifying with that. Oh, no, no, I'm... You don't know what I did. Oh, why are you identifying with Adam when, and think about it, Christ is all the more, you know, it's just a matter of deciding who you want to be with. You, I, you know what? I believe, oh my God, I believe Christ took that from me Amen. and it's all gone. And all of this that he did is wiped out. Amen. Why am I over here? Amen. It's like so easy to believe that we're sinners because it said what he did, and that's our born nature. And we just can't understand. We have a new nature. And you're born, now you've been made righteous. Amen. And God treats you like, just go ahead and open the fridge anytime you want. That's it. And it's and it's a gift. It's a gift. I like receiving gifts. Yeah, now, I don't know about you. I love receiving gifts. Oh, I'll take them. And man, there is no greater gift than the gift of righteousness to be made right with God. And once you're right with God, guess what? Then the, the relationship is established. You can't have a relationship with someone that you're not right with. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So when God made this relationship and gave us his righteousness and made us right with him, now he's restored what that first Adam lost. It's restored onto us. But where the first covenant was between us and God, and we screwed that one up, God said, I'm going to make a covenant you can't screw up. The, the next covenant of righteousness is between the Father and the Son. And because it's between the Father and the Son, you and I can be benefactors of that covenant. But we could no longer break that covenant. Isn't That's that amazing? Good stuff. That's good stuff. I, I always say, like with Adam, I said, I just want you to know when I get to heaven, I'm going to say to Adam, it's because of you that all of this happened. <laughs> You know what I mean? But really, oh, it's because awesome. of Jesus that all the good stuff happened, that all the salvation, that all the things that God had, it's because of him, because of what he did for us. Absolutely. To and think it's, it's so sorry. awesome, the things that he did for us and what he took on the cross. And all, so we can be made righteous. Why do we why do we live with our heads down, guilt and condemnation, walking around? I always say this one that uh the people, they kind of feel like Jesus forgave them like 80%, and then the other 20%, they have to live holy to get into heaven or to be in right standing with God. And they can't even do that. That's right. They can't even do the 20%. So guess what? Ooh, 
just believe you're forgiven 100%. Absolutely. You know, we want to add to the work of the cross. Yep. You know, it's almost like God paid for the meal and we want to at least leave the tip. You know, we just give us something to do. And really what God gave us to do was to rest in his righteousness. Right. When he made us right, what we can do is rest. And when you can rest, then you get to enjoy that relationship. You know, everybody wants to go on a vacation to relax. Some people work more on their vacation than they do when they're at home. Yep. But why is that? It's because it's, it's, it's inherited in us that we want to add something to make it better. Well, righteousness is something completely given to us by God as a gift. It cannot be earned. And because it cannot be earned, then what can you do? Enjoy it. We have to labor to enter into the rest, it says. Because we're that we just want to labor. Yes. You know what I mean? We got to do something here. So why don't you just labor into his rest? It's like, oh, okay, I can do this. I'm going to force myself to rest and believe and just receive from God. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, like, it's kind of like when your kid does something really good, you just want to give them something. Mm-hmm. You just love them. And you want to bless them. And they go, no, I can only take 80% of that gift. The other 20%, I'm going to work some more for, you know, so what are you doing? You know what I mean? This is the way we live. Absolutely. We want to earn something that we can't earn. There you go. That's You know, we cannot earn that. If we could have made ourselves holy, then Christ had no need to come and die for our sins. And the, the piece here is that we have to understand is that you were born with a disadvantage. You were born already in sin. That's right. So God, through righteousness, gave us the advantage that our natural birth didn't. Right. Restoring us completely into the image of Almighty God and giving us that relationship, restoring that which was lost with the first Adam. Yeah, you know, I always say, look, if Adam hadn't done this, then maybe, no, no, no. The next one would have done would have done the same thing Adam did. It's, it's not, because I always say, look, Lord, I just want you to know, if I had been Adam, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? He'd probably say, you're worse than Adam ever dreamed of being. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, that we have to understand that God equipped us to overcome, but you have to overcome something that you have in your life. You can't overcome. Some, some people want a testimony without the test, the test. you know? So you got to have the test to, to have the money part so that you can have those together and become a testimony. But what a testimony of Christ and the Father's love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died to give us that new life. And in that new life, he instills in us this gift of righteousness, of being made right with God and having these rights of God. Today, I got to tell you that that's the way that I live. I live through the righteous gift that he's given me to live the righteous life. I get this all the time about the grace message. Well, Alex, you got to be careful with that message because people might take that as a license to sin. Well, people are already sinning without a license. They're doing pretty good without a license. Yeah, they're doing pretty good without it. What, What the gift of grace through righteousness gives you is the right to live holy. That's what it gives you. And so I have the right now to live holy through this gift of righteousness because I've been made right with the Father and I have the Father's rights. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate that because I think a lot of people really struggle with this idea that they're righteous or made righteous. And, you know, it, it says, while they were yet sinners, he died for them. How much more, if I'm a believer, is he gonna do for me? 
Absolutely. You know, in the forgiveness realm, you know, and how much more? And you got to get this. Okay. Okay. He died for me when I was a sinner. I get that. But now I have to live holy or else God's going to whop me upside the head. And I've seen churches. There's a one particular church where every Sunday, everybody gets saved over and over, you know, one. And so somebody comes in and he gets saved. The next week he comes back to church and he's a drunk because he's been a drunk and they throw him out. It's like, what happened? They don't get it. It's all about this. You got to live. I know a friend of mine that they were moving him up in the church to be like an elder in the church. And he was a good guy and they wanted to move him up. And they found out he had a beer at lunchtime. And they threw him out. So you can't do that. What I do. (laughs) Yeah, they want to talk about the righteousness being the righteousness by what you do. But your righteousness is righteousness because Christ got it for you. Listen, none of us were without sin. It says, no, not one. There wasn't one person that was sin-free. And those that think that they're sin-free, that's the sin. Them thinking that they're sin-free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't get that that attitude is what is what actually exposes their sin. So it's very, very interesting to understand that. So we, we get this by belief. And I'll tell you one of the, the just that I'm so blessed as I'm reading the word of God, I found I find out that us as his children have a tough time understanding that we've been made righteous. As a matter of fact, you had said it earlier, you could be righteous with an unrighteous mindset. And God wants us to set our mind not on the things here, but on the things above. And in order for us to do that, we need to, to wake up to it. You know, the Corinthian church had this issue. Mm-hmm. And I love what Paul said here in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 34. He says, awaken the righteousness. Why? You got to wait to it. Apparently, we're asleep to the fact that we've been made righteous. And we're awake to the fact that we just don't live holy enough for God. Absolutely. And we have a number on it. Like there's a level. If you could just reach this level of holiness, then you're okay. Right. But you know, there's still 5% left, but I'm close enough. It's like, what is this? You are made 100% righteous and you have to understand that. The big thing is you have to learn how to operate from that position. Yes. And I amen, tell people all amen. the time, I said, look, you're not holy. You're never going to be holy. You were made righteous. You're made holy really by what God has done. And like you were saying, look in the mirror and say, I am holy. I am the righteousness of God. But if you're not there, you don't feel you're there. Find out what God wants you to do with your life and do that anyway. Do it whether you're perfect or not, because you'll spend your whole life trying to be holy and never get there. And that at the end, you never did anything God wanted you to do because you were so busy trying to be holy and you were already made righteous. Absolutely. And that's what this verse tells you in, in so many ways. It says, awaken the righteousness and do not sin. Now watch this. Most people that don't feel righteous, it's due to shame. Right. I'm ashamed of my past. I, aren't we all? Yeah. We're ashamed of the things we've done. But Jesus covers our shame. He, he does. doesn't expose it. But you know, the Bible... The only place where it says shame on you is on this verse. Really? Watch this. He says, awaken the righteousness and do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God. So what is righteousness? It's knowledge of God. He is imparting knowledge to you that he's made you righteous. And it says, and I speak this to your shame. And I said, Lord, give me revelation on this verse. He says, all right, Alex, I'll give it to you. What a shame that I went through all this to make you righteous and you still don't believe you're righteous. 
And I go, oh, okay, I get that. So you're not saying shame on me. You're just saying, what a shame that you went through all of this to make me righteous, to make me holy, so that you and I could walk as one, like Christ, when he was on earth, walked as one with you, Father. Yeah, you know what? Not shame on me, because I'm going to believe you like Abraham did. I'm going to walk in this righteousness, and I am going to experience you. And you know what happened, Al? I started to experience this righteousness. And you know what it produced in me? Gratitude Mm -hmm. and humility. I am grateful that he took me a sinner. Yep. Cleansed me through the blood of his son, Jesus, and put me in right standing with him and then gave me his rights. Because I know that I haven't earned it, I treat it as precious as one should treat it. Because it's a a gift. gift. That's why it's so precious. Well, sure. You know, if I gave you a gift and uh, checked with you later and said, hey, uh, where's that gift? And you go through your trunk and under some old shoes and some box in the corner. Oh, here it is. Here's here's the gift you gave me. Guess what? I'm not going to feel like you treated that gift with some kindness. Now, if I gave you that gift and you go, oh, Alex, yeah, let me show you where it is. It's right here. And displayed in this beautiful case there in the middle on the bright lights, there's the gift. What happens? And I know you've honored the gift. The gift of righteousness. I choose to live holy because he's empowered me to live holy Amen. through righteousness. Amen. I choose to live free because he's empowered me to live free. Well, I want to thank you, Alex, today for coming. I really do. And, and you really straightened it up on the grace thing for us. And I want to thank all of you for joining us today. And remember, victory is always yours through Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.